Do you want to get smarter about your health but feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction? Well, I deeply understand that, and that's why I want to find a source that we both could trust, you and me, and I found this podcast. So let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter, healthier choices every single week. And don't just take my word for it. (laughs) Avid podcast fan Joanne's Apple Review says this. Joanne's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is always informative and always understandable. And that she's definitely a healthier person listening to this and following Zoe's advice, which I love. We love sources that you can trust. And if you're ready to join millions of others like Joanne, transforming their health and like me, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to your podcast. I promise you will not regret it. It is an awesome show and I've learned so much from it. Go check it out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. More personal, more vulnerable, more open, more fucking real than ever. Who's ready to strip down and dive in? I'm Kayla Rose, and this is Skinny Dipping, the rebirth. You've arrived at your destination. I don't think that there would be a better way to start this episode than with a quote from Gandhi. I know like we don't usually do quotes here unless they're our own, but this one resonated so hard with our message. It's easy to stand in a crowd, but it takes courage to stand alone. That's from my boy Gandhi. Within an oversaturated, overstimulated world, aloneness can feel like a literal death sentence. The discomfort and emotions brought through from the time spent alone can be crippling for so many of us. It feels so fucking tough to feel alone. What if I told you that there was a purpose? What if I told you that it was meant for you? That aloneness was meant for you? Today, I am so fucking grateful to share the mic with one of literally the best souls I've come across yet. Like, especially on the internet. Like, I could not comprehend how genuine she was when we connected. I was like, holy fucking shit. The Scorpio and Aries in me loves the Scorpio and Aries in her, and I'm gonna give her a little astrology reading leader so that she can know all about it. And... I just feel like it's a beautiful match in heaven and I'm so fucking excited to have her on today. For real though, Ava Jules is one of the realest people I've met. Ava Jules is a 21-year-old YouTuber, creator, and in my opinion, a destined light worker. She doesn't know it yet, but her vibrant energy shines through in literally everything she does. But what I truly love about Ava is her ability to show up as herself even in the midst of being a part of the industry for over eight years. But for me guys, it is truly her heart that stands out to me. Yes, she's fucking beautiful. I mean, fucking look at her. She's a true Hawaii earth goddess, but the love that she has for those around her, her life, her community, her job, 
and herself is unmatched. Today, I am so excited to dive in the more vulnerable side of Ava because all her sides are worth seeing and worth loving. I seriously love this girl. Skinny Dipping Fam, welcome on Ava Jules. Yes, you can come to the mic. Hello, everyone. It's good to be back. <laughs> yes, I guess you were here before, but it's just such a different like context now. And also being in real life is just a different experience. It is. I feel like even just feeding off your energy and like the fact that I can interact with you is so cool in real human life is very special. It's honestly so sick. And I genuinely think that this was the perfect time for you to come on throughout the season. How are you feeling to be on a podcast? I'm so ready to talk to you. I feel like for context, everyone, I just met Kayla for the first time in real life. It was so weird. It was so weird. It felt like it wasn't for the first time. I'm someone who struggles with meeting up with people for the first time. It's a very like crippling and scary thing for me. And I was walking to meet up with her and I was like, why am I not having heart palpitations right now? Like this is why am I not having a panic attack. Yes. And I hugged you and I was like, I am destined to like be friends with this girl. So I'm really, I think this is going to be a great combo. I'm really excited. I feel like when you meet people on the internet, you're like, okay, what is this going to be like? Are they going to be similar to who they are online? And like, I'm not that big of a YouTube person. So I don't like really watch your YouTube videos, which I feel like is where your personality shines through. You know, like I didn't, I didn't really grow up on YouTube like you. I'm definitely like a podcast gal. So coming soon, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) I'm like, oops. Yeah. You're like, oops, oops. Well, I guess by the time this episode comes out, it'll be Oh, Ava has a podcast, guys. Yes, you have two podcasters on the mic now. Hello. You're officially a podcaster. Put on your podcasting crown. Yes, queen. The crown is the headphones, everyone. Yes. I'm so excited for what we're going to talk about today, though, because I feel like you are real on social media, but there is like you are very positive. And I think that's a really important thing. But sometimes we really need to dive into the places where we've felt hurt in life. What do you think about that? I definitely agree. I think for me, because I've been on social media for so long, there's this part of me that I can literally curate how I'm being perceived and obviously I want it to be the most positive part of me and so sometimes diving into the more vulnerable side of things is scary because you don't know who's going to see it you don't know how they're going to react to it because how they're going to interpret it yes everyone interprets things differently and I don't know I mean with posting stuff online you never know how things are going to be taken and so I'm excited to get vulnerable here I think I'm ready for it yeah it's a perfect time do you also feel like growing up online like there's been a shift in social media where it was kind of like a highlight reel for so long and like this fake reality um and that was kind of the theme. And then like when COVID hit, I would say like that's when people started getting really fucking real because they started looking at themselves. So social media in itself has taken like a huge shift towards realness and vulnerability in the last couple of years. I completely agree. I think even in my own content, there's been such a shift because before COVID, especially everyone was like doing cool things. You know, you're going to share like all your cool travel stuff, all the things you're doing. And then when COVID hit, it was like, oh shit, what am I? Who am I outside of doing cool travel stuff and sharing? all the most positive aspects of my life. But I think for me, it's been really important, especially as I'm going through this kind of awakening in myself. I feel like Mm. I'm so much more in tune with who I actually am versus who I am online. And I feel like now there's like a crossover where before there was maybe more of a separation between my online personality and my real life personality where it's like, oh, I can actually be myself and people love it. I feel like people prefer the more vulnerable side of things because it feels like you're a human too. You're not just this online. Exactly. Yeah. There's this random person that just like 
exists but doesn't exist mm-hmm. almost like it's such a weird concept and i love what you said like when COVID hit being like well what do i share because who am i mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're going to talk about today guys and i think that was kind of the perfect introduction to get us into it like who the fuck am i because i had that exact same experience so before we get into the episode guys make sure to subscribe if you're new download the episode you can follow me at sunday's kk or at skinny dipping diaries for the podcast and you can follow ava jules at ava jules underscore ava jules on every platform baby yes ava jules wait i love you it's like that's crazy that's your real name like that's just such a good name (laughs) thank you it's my first and middle because when i was younger my dad was like um absolutely not you are not exposing your last name so i was like great i like my middle name better also make sure to grab yourself a big glass of water something to drink while you're watching the episode and i mean we have like our caffeinated (laughs) drinks because it's like fucking one o'clock so our circadian rhythm is like dying and we're like wait we need to record (laughs) literally okay welcome on ava jules who is ready to strip down and dive in oh my god you sound so good saying it i'm like i've been practicing (laughs) yes you're like i've been practicing for this moment this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize that physical symptoms like headaches, teeth grinding, or even digestive issues can be indicators of stress and anxiety. I know that I used to wake up in fight or flight every day and my teeth would hurt because I'd be grinding my teeth in my sleep and I need to put my retainer on because I was so anxious even when I wasn't even awake. There are so many things in life that can stress us out, our relationships, our job, just the little things in life, the stranger that you meet on the street that pisses you off. Like there's so many things that can cause stress and stress shows up in our life in all kinds of ways. And in a world that's telling you to do more and sleep less and grind all the time and be in that masculine energy, here is your reminder to take care of yourself, do less, rest more, play more, and maybe even try going to therapy. That is why I'm so grateful that BetterHelp is our sponsor of this episode because... uh, Guys, therapy changed my life. I talk about this all the time, but it really lessened my anxiety and helped me uncover so many things that I had going on in my life that was creating that stress. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to, if you're like crying in a mess in a wreck and you don't want someone to see you. And plus, it's much more affordable, which makes it so much more accessible to a lot of people. Thank you, BetterHelp, so much for that. Give it a try and see if online therapy can help lower your stress. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and skinny dipping listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash skinny dipping. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash skinny dipping. Go check it out guys and let's get back to the episode. Um, I love what you were saying earlier, like how um, people like almost forget you're a real person. So that's the very first thing we're going to do is like ground ourselves back to reality and be like, hello, you are a fucking real person, like with real feelings in this real life. And like, even though you see somebody online, like they are a human. So we're going to do the first segment. It's always own our shit. Did you do this last time you were here? I believe so, but I forget kind of how it goes. Okay. So we're just going to own our shit. Basically, it's just like something to ground us back to reality to be like, not like we're just like (laughs) you. No, but it's true. Like we're literally all just fucking human beings. So the question here is, and it's a little different than what we're talking about in the episode, but I think it's important. And obviously being on the internet can be a very isolating situation. Do you feel like that? Completely. I mean, even just the industry itself, it's really 
really hard to make true friends. And, you know, I feel like the influencer industry in general isn't really taken seriously. So that feels very isolating. So, yeah. Yeah, super isolating. So when was a time where maybe someone said something or commented something or something that you could hear over and over again that you just wish people would realize that you're a real person with real feelings? I don't like to give, I don't want to say clout, but like attention to people who say negative things. Totally. But there is this one reoccurring girl who DMs me every story that I post. I post a lot of stories. I need to show you. Holy shit. This has been going on for months and it's just scrolls and scrolls of all these mean things. But it's funny because I used to take shit like that so personally and I'd be like, that literally defines me. I am what they're calling me. And she's writing some really horrible things like telling me that she hopes my dog like eats chocolate and dies and whatever. Like what the fuck? (laughs) Out of pocket shit. And I look at it and now I just see it as words on a screen, which Mm. is nice. But like when I was younger, before I really knew who I was and what I was about, where other people's words that were being commented on my platforms, I literally internalized and was like, holy shit, they're right. When they haven't even met me, you know? Yeah, totally. And you would like take it as a definition of who you are. Yeah, it was a literal fact. Like it wasn't just someone's I can't even imagine like getting into it at such a young age. Like literally, for example, like one of my videos just went super viral on TikTok. And I mean, I've gotten like mean comments before, but not like literally like hundreds of mean comments. And it hit me like a fucking truck. Like it was the biggest wake up call ever. It was like, do you want to do this? I don't fucking know. Like people are fucking mean. It's really scary. I think the worst, I'm like, now that I'm diving into the back of my brain and I can actually talk about this now no I think the worst comment I ever got these were like I got a lot of these too was when I was on this tropical island trip it was like an influencer trip with some of my really close friends and a lot of the comments were pointing out how I was like the only I don't even like to say the word fat because I wasn't fat just like having curves but that's what people were saying they're like how does it feel to be the fat one in the group because all my friends are smaller and so that was really hard for me and honestly that's where a lot of my bitch I lived I could toss your ass across the fucking room and to like, see that at 17 it's like i wasn't comfortable up. in my own skin yet i was like oh my gosh like i am oh, you know quote unquote the biggest one out of the group and that made me really sad and i don't know i feel like for a long time that's where my issues with body stuff stemmed from was other people yes i don't know i it used to scare me hanging out with people smaller than me in a way which sounds weird but because i was getting yeah. comments like that i was like well now i feel so insecure i i don't know like what to do but now it's everyone's just we're all in our own avatars. Exactly. Like, what? You're not your body, you're your soul. Does that make sense? Yes, 100%. I love that you said avatar too, because it literally is an avatar and like it is our vessel for enjoying life. Well, thank you for sharing that. It fucking does affect you and it does hurt, you know, and like owning that because it is easy to be like, well, I don't fucking care. But it's like, and it is like, yes, you need to create those boundaries, but also it's okay to own that you're literally human. You're yes. literally human and you don't have to be this robot that doesn't like feel things when people right. send mean comments your way. There's no like, off button. Like, there's no off button for humanity. I'm I'm a I'm a sensitive bitch, to yes. be honest. That's like <laughs> you're a Scorpio. Yes, you know what? I used to think that was such a negative thing, but I've really tapped into that and being like being sensitive in a way I've been looking at it as a gift because I feel emotions and I think it's a beautiful thing to feel them. And it's also and like them. a superpower because 
because when you're able to tap into your own emotions, you're able to be empathetic for other people. And what I've noticed about you and even just like the couple days of us spending some time together is that you are so empathetic. And you know how I, I have like a gauge. I know how people are truly empaths because if somebody asks you questions about your life and actually like gives a fuck and like shows interest in you like that's how you know they actually are a caring person because people can be like i'm an empath i feel my feelings all day like they can spew that shit but do they actually show it in their actions not always not always so that's what i noticed about you and i literally love that about you and i had to i haven't told you that yet but i literally was yeah i was talking to one of my best friends after we hung out i was like oh my god i hit with my guest blah 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 and i was like you know what i loved about her i was like she asked so many questions like she actually gave a fuck and she was like oh my god that's the way to your heart and i was like it is the way to my heart like (laughs) what do you feel like makes you like I mean, obviously you have so much going on in your own world. It could be so easy to get caught up in that. Like what keeps you like interested in other people's lives and being empathetic? Or do you feel like that's just who you are? I honestly feel like, you know what, now that I'm thinking about it, I was going to say it's just who I am, but I don't think I was like this. This is actually really weird to have a revelation like this in this exact moment as I'm saying it. When I was in high school, the only person I cared about was myself. I wasn't really. Honestly, same. I was like that too. You know, it's like I hadn't seen what real life is like yet. And at the time I hadn't really empathized with other people and looked outside of myself. This happens all the time when I'm hanging out with friends. They're like, whoa, we just talked about me for two hours. Like, let's talk about you. And I'm like, I literally just love knowing about people. I love asking questions. That's your way of connecting, right? I'm exactly the same. And I noticed that in you. And I was like, damn I was like that immediately when I meet someone like that I'm like they are a genuine like empathetic person which I love so that's so cool and it's cool that you can admit that you weren't always like that you know yeah it's definitely weird because I care so much about people now and other people's feelings but I don't I don't think I did when I was younger, which I think is normal. Yeah, you're a kid. You know, like, you're so in your head. It's like, yeah, you get so caught up in your own you, story when you're younger. You haven't experienced what it's like to graduate high school, where high school is the end all be all. And once you kind of step out of high school, you're like, oh, there's a whole world. Yeah, there's literally a whole world out there. Do you feel like like what's downloading in for me? And I'll say download. Do you know what I mean by downloads? No. OK, downloads is like I'm teaching Ava all my spiritual <laughs> shit, guys. <Please>. Um, <laughs> I'm like, you need to read this book and this book. And- but um, downloads are basically when you randomly are like thinking and something just comes in and it doesn't even feel like it's from your brain. It literally feels like something just downloaded literally into your brain so that you could share, especially as an influencer. Like, I'm sure this happens to you without you even realizing when you're like talking about body confidence or something that like you're really passionate about and have struggled with or things like that like things will download in for you to say because other people need to hear them does that make sense yes okay you explained that so interestingly because I've never been able to verbalize that but yeah you feel that way yeah okay so the download that I just received and it has to do with our episode and that's why I downloaded in do you feel like you care and show interest in other people because now you have a greater sense of self yes I think so, because honestly, I don't really enjoy talking about myself. Maybe that's, is it the Scorpio in me? It is the okay. Scorpio in you. you go, you're getting it. Okay. I'm like, I'm learning everyone. <laughs> I think it's the Scorpio inside of me because I already have kind of like discovered the base of who I am. Obviously, we're always learning and I don't know who I'm going to be in the future, but I feel like I have a pretty good idea of who I am now. And so I don't enjoy talking about myself, but I love getting into other people's minds because honestly, for me, I feel like there's always something deeper than the surface level with people. And it's not that I'm trying to pry information out of them, but I just feel like I want to I don't know. I guess I want to help people like be there for them because I feel like so many times I will be hanging out with someone and I might not even be close with them and they'll open up something really personal about themselves to me. 
and we like recently met or we just met and they're like I don't know why I'm like telling you all this but I feel like I can trust you and I'm honestly like honestly you can yeah you are trustworthy it's literally the Scorpio in you I'm like that is such Scorpio traits I love that no that's so cool so in regards to like feeling alone like the other day guys like we were just chatting and hanging out and Ava kind of told me her story and I resonated with it so deeply because I experienced a similar experience with aloneness and hating it but seeing the growth in it and just feeling that pain and discomfort in it So I just really want to like give you the floor to share a little bit about your story. Kind of like just give us a rundown. What was like your relationship with others, your relationship with yourself? Just like, can you kind of get into that story that we were talking about one on one the other day? Totally. So I feel like this story begins. I'm like telling a story here. (laughs) Once upon a time, (laughs) Ava Jewel. Like back in the old days when I was 16, (laughs) five years ago, which is nuts. I That's a long time ago. It is. Wow. Okay. I'm like, now I'm having an existential crisis on growing up. That's okay. Yeah, don't, don't, don't even think about that. <laughs> Great. I feel like for most of my, honestly, pretty much all of my teenage life, I've always had like a group of friends, a lot of friends, a lot of people around me. And I was telling you this the other day, but I feel like at a certain point, especially after I graduated, because after you graduate, it's like, okay, goodbye, high school friends, goodbye, like this life that I knew. I wasn't going to college. I wasn't heading off to meet new friends. It was just me. And I had this realization where I was like, whoa, outside of my friends, who am I? Which was such a scary thought because I don't know if anyone relates to this, but when you spend a lot of time with someone, you start to become them in a lot of ways and you take on traits. And I don't know, I feel like for me, I really lost my sense of self because I didn't know who I was outside of these friendships. I didn't know my opinions outside of what my friends thought. And that was really scary for me, especially after I graduated, because I was alone now. Everyone had gone off and done their own things. And so that was kind of the start of me realizing that I need to learn how to be alone. And that was really scary because I was at the ripe age of what, like 18. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like that, that was your experience because I feel like so many people, they do like, I went off to university for two years and I did make friends and I feel like so many people, especially in Hawaii, like leave and go to university. I don't know if it's like that here on Oahu, but on Maui, it's like people like go to college, like they get off Island, they go to college. And, um, it's interesting interesting that you had that at that age because it's like you're so young still and like it's almost like college is like a stepping stone like you don't have to feel completely alone but you are more independent away from like your family so it's super interesting that you experience that but with that being said I find a lot of people just go through that college experience and then they graduate and then they are hit with what you experience yes. so it's gonna happen regardless you know it's it's like happening at whatever timeline it needs to happen on but it's gonna fucking happen that moment where you you fucking just like feel alone and like what did that aloneness feel like to you like can you dive into that a little bit like what was your living situation at first or like now you live by yourself but you didn't always so what was that aloneness like to you I had a boyfriend I still have him (laughs) but look I'm not going to count that as a friendship even though we are obviously friends so important to have friends outside your relationship and also it's just wild because obviously human connection is really important. Having friendships is important, but also having this awakening of you need to learn how to be alone was so important for me. And so I was still living with my parents. I only moved out three months ago, but I lived with my parents two years after graduation. My sister had moved to New York four or five years ago. So I kind of felt like an only child in a way. And I definitely did have a lot of independence there living with them because they're the greatest and they gave me my space. But it's definitely different knowing that someone's always there when you Mm -hmm. live with your parents. 
And I just, I don't know. I mean, being in the industry that I am, like I was saying, it is so isolating. You're not making friends like through no. work or anything. No, especially I don't live in a city where I don't live in LA. I don't live in New York City where there's an influx of influencers who I can like reach out to. And yeah. also I don't want my friends to only be influencers, you know? Totally. No. Yeah. So it was definitely weird graduating because all my friends were off making these new friends and whether they left to the mainland or, you know, stayed at a local community college, it's like, I feel like even though I was definitely progressing in my business and working on myself in really amazing ways, because it wasn't traditional, I still felt behind because I was like, whoa, I'm not in college. I'm not making these memories that other people are making. And I really started to look inside of myself and be like, okay, I am kind of by myself here. Yes, I had a partner and he's great, but I don't know, by this point, we were already kind of out of the honeymoon stage. So I really did feel like I had to learn to become independent. And so I I feel like this journey really started for me maybe when I turned 20. I would say that was like the beginning. So I would travel by myself and, you know, try to, I don't know. I was really trying to find myself here. I didn't know the steps. Yeah. You said you were, you told me like you were kind of getting into all like the self-help books and all that stuff. Like you dove into that shit, right? I did. I really immersed myself in all of the things that I was like, how can I improve myself? Because even though my business is thriving, I still feel behind because I'm not taking the traditional route you know what did it what did it feel like like did it create anxiety with you like I'm trying to pinpoint like what did that aloneness like create inside your body and in your mind like was it like this anxiety like that you were missing out like a little bit of FOMO life because like fucking we all get that shit all the fucking time or was it like this like lack of fulfillment thinking like I have all these great things going on with my business but like what is going on in my personal life like what was going on for you with that I don't think it was a FOMO thing for me because personally I'm not really a big party girl. And so I feel like that's kind of why people are excited to go off to college because it's like, you know, I'm away from my parents. Let's get it on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like great. People do their thing. Absolutely. No, it only lasts so long though. Like, right. And so I don't think it was a FOMO thing because I was like, "Eh, honestly, I don't really care. Like people would be like, don't you feel like you're missing out on the college experience? And I was like, honestly, no. But now that you said, was it a personal thing? I think it was because I was really only focusing on the business side of things for me. And so I never had my own life outside of that, which feels weird to say because my job is my life. Yeah, no, but also like your job is your life, but also like you are a person that deserves to have something separate and that is just for you, you know, and like having yourself that's just for you, you know? And I had like a similar experience where I did go to school. So like I had those like two years of like comfort and then I dropped out of school. So um, because I was like, "Uh, I want to start my business. So it's kind of similar to you where I was like, I'm focusing on my business. Like that was the key for me. And with that, it just left me so fucking alone. Like just to give you a little like insight on my story, because I don't think I told you this when we hung out, but I moved home and like literally I didn't, there's none of my friends, like everyone was gone. Like everyone was gone doing their own thing. And I was so fucking bored with myself. Like I feel like I would like just create like drama, like within my relationship or with my boyfriend or with my parents, because I was fucking bored. Like I didn't know that consciously. Like I wasn't like, I'm consciously creating drama, but I didn't realize that at the time until I started going to therapy and then realizing like, oh shit, the reason I'm being so reactive with other people is because I'm not giving myself what I want from other people. The reason that I'm upset that I'm not getting it from them is because I'm not giving it to myself. That was like the big fucking thing for me. Did you have any similar experience to that? Yes. On my end of things, I threw myself into work, which my work is creating content out of my life. And I noticed, wow, would I be doing any of this 
watch it if I wasn't filming it, if I wasn't getting photos out of it. And that's kind of when things started. I'm not, I don't say things went downhill, but like, that's when I had this realization that I was like, I obviously need to fulfill something in myself. And I was like, well, maybe it's because I don't really have that many friends around me. And I kind of do feel lonely. Like I'm kind of wishing that I had a group of people that I, you know, have, but Could I hang re- out with. Yeah. yeah. I really didn't have anyone like that. You know what that is, is like distraction. Yes. So like when all the distractions are cut out, that's when you're like, oh, wait, I have to take a look in the mirror because I don't have any distractions to distract me from how I feel about myself. And like, how did you feel about yourself? Honestly, I don't even know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Like 20 year old Ava, like, like, I think I thought I had it figured out. You know, everyone at every age literally does until you see yourself from the future and you're like, wow, babe. (laughs) Yeah, just wait. But I I just really didn't feel like I had much of a purpose. I feel like I was just going through the motion of things. And I don't know. I think that's when I really started to look inside and be like, I don't even I'm not really comfortable in my own skin, not even Mm -hmm. like body confidence wise, but just in general, like I feel weird when I'm alone. I don't really know how to function being alone, but when I'm working, even though I'm working alone, it doesn't feel like I'm alone. Yeah. Like with, um, not feeling like comfortable, was it like you weren't comfortable, like hanging out with yourself? Yes. Because that was never a concept to me. Yeah. You know, did you only hang out with yourself for work purposes? Yeah. But it didn't feel like I was alone because you know, I had my camera with me. And when I'm talking to my camera, it literally feels like another crew member almost. It's like, you know, bestie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what triggered this, but I was just like, I remember, I think it was going into the year of 2020. Oh yes. This was going into 2020. Oh yes. Tell us when shit hit the wall. And I remember specifically writing in my journal for goals that year. I want to learn how to hang out by myself. And I think my big goal was like going out to a restaurant by myself. I was like, by the end of the year, I want to be able to successfully sit alone. How uncomfortable does that sound? So fucking uncomfortable. So did you do it? What was your experience? So I started small and obviously like with COVID, no one could really hang out with each other anyway. And so in a way that was really a positive way for me to be like, well, I can kind of only hang out with myself. Like I've been, you know, just at home. I can't really see my friends. I don't really have friends. Yeah. It was like the perfect excuse to be alone. You're like, well, now everyone's alone. That's kind of what happened with COVID. Mm -hmm. Like the whole world just was all of a sudden alone. Yeah. I started going to the beach by myself. That was my first baby step. That's good. Because it's a very comfortable place for me. And I feel like I always see people alone there. So I was like, you know what? That's a doable thing for me. I think when you're learning to hang out with yourself, going somewhere where you are already comfortable going, like don't go to a new place. Yeah. No, no you're going to be so thrown to the off. Max, yeah. Don't. And also baby steps. I love yes. that you were like, okay, this is somewhere that I can go. That's easy. This is somewhere that I can go that I feel safe and I feel comfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. It started there and eventually I just learned to enjoy it. I was like, wait, I'm not even forcing myself to do this. I genuinely prefer hanging out by myself. And what would you do when you hung out by yourself? Like that's always what I, cause I mean, I do weird like spiritual girl shit Well, or, or like I'll journal or I'll like I'll pull cards or I guess I'll just like hang out. But I mean, if I'm by myself, like I do not like to go on my phone. I'm like, this mm-hmm. completely defeats the purpose of being by myself. So what would you do? Because I feel like people out there are going to be like, oh, shit, like I want to I want to do stuff by myself. But what do you do when you're in a position where you're hanging out with yourself? Obviously, everyone's so different. Like for you, all your spiritual girly stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that makes so much sense for you. Well, first of all, I'd like to touch on the point where you were talking about how you don't want to be on your phone. And that's so true because it's such a comfort object. Mm-hmm. And it's 
like, you know, whenever we're waiting in line, the phone comes out. It's so mindless. Yes. I don't know where I saw this. I think I remember reading it somewhere, but it was like, you're not alone if you're on your phone and you think you're alone, but because your mind is somewhere else. Like you can't say you know how to be alone if the whole time, every time an uncomfortable situation comes up when you're sitting alone at a restaurant, you're like scrolling on your phone. And I was like, it doesn't even count. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't even count at all. You're literally just going to the distraction like we were talking about before. And also what I said in like the intro is like the overstimulation, like it just keeps you so stimulated. Okay, continue with what you're going to say though. Yes. So my favorite things to do alone are one, read. Obviously, you kind of have to do that alone. Um, When I first... When I first started out, though, I really liked going to the beach by myself because I didn't have to ask, where do you guys want to eat? Where do you guys want to get lunch? Do you guys want to disciple? What music? Is this music too loud? I like to blast the shit out of my music. Like, yeah, I'm breaking the speakers in my car. I love that. It's so fun. But then when someone else is with you, you have to take into account, okay, are their eardrums bleeding? Do they like this music? Is this too intense for them? Where do they want to eat? What do they want to do? Is it too long at the beach? Like, am I staying here too long? And that's why I really loved hanging out by myself because I was like, I create the rules here. I don't have to take anyone into account. I can just, I don't know, be by myself and find comfort in that. And I think when I first began, I would bring a lot of things to kind of distract myself. Like I would bring a book, I would bring my phone (laughs) because I wasn't used to it yet. And I didn't. And also you want to feel like safe. Like what if you're by yourself and like someone's being weird to you, like definitely keep your phone nearby. That just, you don't have to go on it just because it's there, you know, I'll like literally turn mine off. I'll be like, I'll bring it, but I'll turn it off or I'll like leave it in my car. So it's like nearby. I love that. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great point. I feel like when I started to hang out with myself, the main thing that I was doing was just driving around. I hadn't hit the comfort level to like go to a restaurant by myself yet, but I was working, I was working up to it. I was really getting there. And I don't know. I think that's the most important thing is like finding something that brings you joy. Like maybe you have a park you like to go to. Like, yeah, parks are great. Like bring a mainland option for like, go to a lake. I don't know. A lake. Yeah. Go to the lake. (laughs) Go to the fort. Well, not the fort. Well, I'm like not maybe not the forest. Parks are great yes. though. I love going places that are like public but are also private because then you can still feel safe. Because I think just like as a woman, like it's normal to not feel safe being alone. Period. For literal actual safety reasons, there's like one place that I'll go on Maui. There's like literally one place that's like kind of remote that I feel comfortable, and it's the only place. Like mm-hmm. besides that, I won't go anywhere else. Like super private, alone, like a secret spot or something. Because it's super important to like make sure you feel safe in those moments because if you don't feel safe then you're going to create a bad experience around hanging yes. out with yourself which is going to like impede you from doing it in the future you know totally. you're gonna be like well I didn't like that because I didn't feel good and I didn't feel safe where it's like well go somewhere where there's like other people around mm-hmm. that you can feel safe you know yeah I've never been like alone alone where it's sketchy feeling like yeah. definitely keep yourself safe and so that was kind of, that's kind of what started it for me but then this was all like fun and games. Okay, yeah, get into it. <laughs> like, let's let's dive in here. I was like, okay, I can go to the beach by myself. Great. I have a book with me. I have all these things to stimulate my mind. I don't know when this exact time was, but there was one time where I was like, I want to try sitting alone in my thoughts. Like, let, I'm not going to bring any distractions. I'm not going to go on my phone. I'm not going to bring a book. I'm not going to bring a journal. Oh, that was really uncomfortable. I was like, oh shit, this is what it's actually like to be alone. Huh? Say, me, say more. Like, I want to hear more about that experience. That first time, that first like catalyst moment. Yeah. Tell me more about that. 
I remember sitting on the beach. I had nothing to stimulate me. Music wasn't playing and it was really uncomfortable. And I was like, wait, this whole time I've been having so much fun being quote unquote alone. But was I really alone if I was distracting myself the whole time? And this is where my self-discovery journey started because I was like, wait, I have all of these thoughts in my head like, and there's no one here to distract me. There's no one here to help me like work through this. This is something I need to work through by myself. And oh, that was really uncomfortable. Yeah. And what were those thoughts like? Like, were they intrusive thoughts? Were they anxiety thoughts? Were they like depressive thoughts? Were they just like a million thoughts? Like, what were the thoughts of what? Like, I mean, obviously that is like pretty vulnerable, but if you would be willing to share, I think it's super important for people to share their intrusive thoughts so that other people can hear like, okay, like I'm not fucking crazy for thinking this. Like, for example, I'll go first. I get crazy fucking intrusive thoughts. Like, and I'm just starting to be open about this. Like, um, because it is something I've really struggled with. Like literally just like fucked up shit will come into my head. Like just go do this fucked up thing. Like I've never wanted to like end my life or anything like that, but sometimes fucked up shit will come into my head and be like, oh, well you could just do this thing. You could just jump off that thing. And I'm like, well, no, (laughs) like I'm not going to do that. But like the intrusive thoughts come in or just like intrusive thoughts over being like, oh, well, this person actually doesn't like you. Like your friend doesn't like you or you're actually like not pretty. You're actually ugly. Like just like intrusive thoughts coming in like that or being like, I definitely have intrusive thoughts like around my body where I'm like, well, I don't actually feel that way like all the time. Like, but they sneak in sometimes like the intrusive thoughts being like, well, this doesn't look good and you need to go to the gym because you need to fix this. So like the intrusive thoughts and the anxiety that came in for me when I began sitting by myself in silence and not using distractions was like fucking crazy. I was like, how long can you run for? Like, how long can you go for? So like, what was your experience with that? Like how, what were the thoughts like? Dude, thank you for sharing that because I feel like people don't talk about it a lot, but like intrusive thoughts are scary. They're so scary. Oh my God. I, I, you know, the number one thing I've had to realize is that your intrusive thoughts are not real. They're not you. They're not real. They're They're not. They're going to come. It's so normal too, because every time, tell me why every time I'm around like an extremely sharp knife, I'm like, I I could, Same. Uh, I could just literally stab myself right yeah, now. I'm not. I, no, like, no, I'm not no. a scary person. But like, that's the truth about intrusive thoughts. And wait, I love that you said that because I had that same thing about knives. I think it's like a past life thing. Like, if you were like killed by a knife in your past life or a sword, like I think that's why it freaks you out. So I love that you said that. It I, is like it's it's really scary because sometimes intrusive thoughts are like messed up to the point where like you can't even say it out loud. I don't even want to share them, mm-hmm. but it's so important to share them. And honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot lately like talking about intrusive thoughts more and sharing it so people can be like oh wait I'm not a psychopath intrusive thoughts fucking happen and they are not real no yeah and they don't they don't mean anything about you yeah I you love know that. like so anyway I mean so let's go back a little bit so you were in this aloneness and then like you were like had all these thoughts so what was do you remember that day like, I can't remember it super clearly but honestly like every time I'm super alone and I have no distractions and it's just me my thoughts and I it really depends like what I'm going through I'll like spiral into this like anxious frenzy of you know there's so many things that can spiral into like the life crisis where it's like what is my purpose what am I doing here like what is my future I worry about the future a lot that's like my main thing uh I also worry about like how people perceive me because Mm -hmm. that's a scary thing you never know obviously you put yourself out there like every single day right or sometimes like we were talking about sometimes it'll be intrusive thoughts sometimes it'll be super like sad thoughts and 
I don't know. I guess it depends. But the first time this happened to me, it was definitely overwhelming because I didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. It's like, what tools do I have? I literally had none. I was just kind of spiraling into this like crazy mind jumble. It's like, what do I even do with it? What? Yeah. What tools have you learned that you could share with someone who maybe is in the beginning of that experience Mm -hmm. and feeling that craziness and being like, what the fuck do I do? You know? Yeah. First, I think breathing is so important. You know, you don't really realize how tense we always are. Like, even as you're listening to this, babe, I bet your shoulders are hunched. I bet, like, you have so much tension in your neck, your jaw. You're probably clenching your jaw. Like, are you comfortable right now? Are you, like, I feel like we're always tense. Mm, And so when I'm having these thoughts, I feel like I make myself feel so small physically. So breathing through it, just, like, taking deep breaths and literally making myself big. And if you can't see me in real life right now, which you can't, when you have these like, you know, negative thoughts and you're just starting to feel so small, literally like spread out your arms, make yourself feel big. And it's such a confidence booster. It's also a tool that helps when you're public speaking, because before you speak in front of your class, you feel you just make yourself feel so small, but I don't know. This is just like a random tip. No, to help with I confidence. love this like, tip. Make yourself big, like take up space, spread your arms out. You're allowed to take up space. I feel like sometimes we feel like we need to make ourselves feel so small, but no, we all deserve to take up space. And so I don't know how I got here from talking about breathing, but no, that, it makes so much sense. I'm seeing all the connections in my brain right now because literally, first of all, like I love what you said about I've honestly, I mean, I give so many tools and tricks with anxiety. Like I talk about it so much on my platforms, but I haven't heard the getting big one and I love it. Like getting big. And what I do is like I'll press my chest forward and my arms back, like opening up that chest, mm-hmm. like, and even putting your chest, like just one inch higher, like immediately engages your confidence because well what I've learned like scientifically is that like what you're saying when you're getting nervous when you're getting anxious you're making yourself smaller because your body is literally trying to protect itself so that's why you're getting smaller because you're trying to protect yourself because you're being motivated by fear you know what I mean so that's why when you make yourself big it makes you feel like well I'm safe I'm safe to be seen I'm safe to say what I want to say like because if you think about it from like an evolutionary perspective which you guys know I love this shit is yes all the science um girl science (laughs) that's literally me I'm like hot girl science but um from an evolutionary perspective for example if you had like an enemy or you ran into a lion or something and you needed to hide to be safe you would make yourself as small as you can so fear equals making yourself small which also comes from fucking being in a group of people and wanting to fit in wanting to people people to like you you know like you make yourself small that so you don't intimidate anyone else so that you can fit in with other people and then when you make yourself big like yeah some people are gonna like leave your life like it's a fucking thing like some people aren't gonna be able to handle you making yourself big and by tricking your brain like with like a big stretch or like putting your chest forward and just like making yourself bigger like you are tricking your brain to think like oh, I'm safe right now. I'm safe to be alone. I'm safe to do this shit. I'm safe to speak my truth. So we can literally use our body to hack our brain. Does that make any sense to you? Does that make sense? Yeah. So I love that you said that. Yeah. It's, it's so interesting hearing it from that like scientific perspective because that's, yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. It's, it's so weird because now that I'm thinking about it, I've definitely felt small in friendships before because mm. I, like honestly I've always been like the third friend that like walks behind on the sidewalk like I know what that feels like you know I've been in a lot of friendships where I'm kind of the one that's the least close to everyone and so 
now that I'm thinking about it, it's like, it's so weird because now that I am so comfortable in my own skin and I have my own personality that isn't derived from other people's personality, because I was telling you this, yes. not to go on a tangent. No, go on a tangent. <laughs> We're all about the ADHD girl tangents. <laughs> good, good, good. Perfect. It's crazy because I feel like before I had a true sense of self, I would literally derive my personality from others around me. And that, while it's fun to be like, oh, I love this like piece of you. Let me take that for myself. It's like, I realized that I had no, I don't want to say I had no personality of my own, but I really just, honestly, I, I didn't really know who I was outside of these friendships, outside of these personality traits that I was quote unquote stealing from other people. I was like, like no sense of self. Yeah. I was like, that's why I felt weird when I graduated because I was like, now that I don't have all this stimulation of like friends around me and stuff, it's like, whoa, I'm really starting to feel like, wait, who am I outside of these friendships? I love like the, um, the getting big, like that's so smart. And the breathing, like a deep breath and just relaxing your muscles. It's the same thing from the science perspective is you tense up, your muscles tense up because you go into fight or flight, your hippocampus is like, Mm -hmm. danger alert. So you tense up. So when you just breathe and when you take a deep breath, also when you're in fight or flight, that's why your breathing gets short because you're like trying Mm. to use your air to the best of your ability. Your body thinks that it's doing that, but it's really doing you a disservice. So that's why like what you said, just taking a deep breath and relaxing your shoulders and relaxing your jaw, like literally tricks you into thinking like, okay, like, this is safe. I'm all good. Like, this is all good. I don't have to be so stressed out all the time. You know, literally our brain doesn't know the difference between a thought and reality. So when the intrusive thought comes in, you're triggered into fight or flight. Did you experience that? Like with your intrusive thoughts, like, would you be like just tense and like, like you were saying? Yeah. Yeah. I love hearing that from like a scientific point of view. It's like, wow. Makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. I feel like, okay, this is like a normal thing to go through. It's affirming. That's why I really loved learning about it. I have lots of books if you're interested. (laughs) I'm like, please. Yes. The TBR is never ending. Yes. Literally. Because yeah, no, it's so important. Do you do anything else for like intrusive thoughts? I feel like visualization is also such another powerful tool. Okay, yeah, tell tell me more about that. Yeah, with so many things, like we know the drill, visualizing your future, great tool, but you can also visualize these thoughts coming into your head. You can like breathe in and when you breathe out, just visualize you letting go of those thoughts. And it seems so small, but for me, that's been really powerful is using visualization tools to see things as they come in and then just let it go. I love that. Yeah. Like almost like the like you can imagine them like the clouds passing by, mm-hmm. like that's one technique. I have this other this I don't know, you know, obviously use whatever tools work for you. Yeah, share it. We want all the tools. <laughs> I love like the biggest thing for me is like using the applicable mm-hmm. tools and like telling people more than just conceptual things because yeah. it's like how can they actually apply this to their life and make an actual impact, you know? Mm-hmm. This one might seem a little weird, so bear with me, but If you have these intrusive thoughts, if you have these like dark feelings, get a box, picture yourself putting those thoughts into the box, get a cover to the box, cover the box, put it somewhere in a closet, physically like put this box away with your visualized thoughts in it. And for me, that's just so powerful because I feel like, you know what, that's where it lives. It doesn't live inside of me. Like I put it somewhere else and it's like away. So everyone's different. Like that's something that works for me, but I love that because it comes back to the statement that you made earlier that your intrusive thoughts aren't you like they're 
separate than you. Like, and I feel like a lot of time people think like, this is who I am. Like, I'm just this fucking crazy, or this is what I felt. I was like, I'm just this crazy person who thinks he's crazy things. And it's like, no, like that's not who you are at your core, you know? Yeah. It's actually wild once you open up a conversation about it, because I think it's such a like wide human experience that like, I don't want to generalize and say everyone experiences, but I think more people than you would imagine experience that as well. Cause I would never think that about you, you know? That's so funny because I totally get that all the time, but I literally have the worst intrusive thoughts and anxiety. Mm -hmm. Like that's definitely been like my biggest struggle in life is like the paranoia and the anxiety. And it's scary facing that when you're alone because, oh my gosh. I mean, for me, I think a big reason why I wanted to learn how to be alone was because I'm someone who gets really socially anxious anyway. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Tell me more about that. So, I mean... I don't know if this is something that's just gotten worse as I've gotten older because I don't remember ever having it happen to me like how it happens now. Like when I was in high school, I feel like I was a pretty social person. You know, I'd obviously get awkward and like feel uncomfortable sometimes, but I feel like especially now as an adult, a lot of the times when I enter a social situation, I will like have full on freakouts, which are really scary. And that's why I wanted to learn how to be alone because I was like, okay, if I have all of this anxiety towards being social, I can't have anxiety towards being alone because it's one or the other baby like uh you know and I think focusing that on myself I was like this needs to be fixed first it has to come from within and I think a lot of it just stemmed from not being confident in who I was and not knowing who I was so that in social situations when I would enter them I think the reason I was nervous was because I had no sense of self it's like I didn't know which face I needed to turn on around certain groups of people and it was like weird because I feel like around certain people I was such a completely different person than I was around other people because I had no idea who I was. And now that I've kind of like found myself more, no matter what situation I'm in, I'm like, I'm just going to be myself because that's who I am. I don't have to change my personality because when I'm changing my personality all the time, I'm like, wait, which one's me? I totally feel that everything that you said blew my mind when you said like, well, I get anxiety from being with people and then I get anxiety (laughs) from being alone. I'm just like, I'm not kidding. That like literally blew my mind because I feel that so fucking deeply like I don't have the worst social anxiety I do have more anxiety around being alone but like I know so many of my closest friends like my best people that like they share their deepest darkest thoughts with me like they really feel that way they're like well literally I walk into a room and like it's so fucking scary so when you um develop more of a sense of self do you feel like when you're Kind of like what you're saying, when you're in social situations, like you feel more secure in that sense of self, or do you feel like you still get like quite a bit of social anxiety? Both is fine. It doesn't, there's no right answer. Yeah, I, I think it really depends, but a story I have that's coming to mind, I remember, I think it might've been 2018, 2019 VidCon, which if you're not familiar with is like a video convention for creators, uh, whatever content creators, influencers, it's where you like all meet up and it's like, woo, this huge convention. I remember one of the nights that I was there. It was a group of my close friends and I, and also some people that we didn't really know, but we like kind of knew through the internet. So it was maybe a group of nine of us. And I remember my friend and I were walking out of the door to like meet up with these people. And I remember literally just like shutting down. I just... I like remember this might have been one of my like first social anxiety attacks because I like literally started breaking down. I was like, I, I like 
I don't know how to feel. I like just had so much nervousness around meeting up with these new people that I almost like didn't go out. And when I was out, I was so anti the whole time. Yeah. So anxious. And but now I haven't had that happen to me in a really long time. That's amazing. And you should like feel how good that feels like you're more open. And it sounds like when you were younger, it was just like a protection mechanism. Like you were just trying to protect yourself. Like you didn't know those fucking people. You didn't know like if you should let them in. Right. I feel like it's okay. And you should give yourself grace for wanting to fucking protect yourself. Yes. Like it's okay. Like you needed to do that. You were fucking young. And now like now that you have more of a sense of self, like you are able to be more open. You're able to open up a little bit more with people and give them the opportunity to see, you you know, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. You're protecting yourself. Right. It's definitely an isolating feeling though. And like your closest friends are all super social, but it's, it's so weird because one of my best friends, we literally have the opposite problem where she doesn't really know how to be alone yet, but she's one of the greatest people socially has all of these friends. And that's something that I admire because, you know, this is something I've had to come to terms with, but I'm not really like a group friend person. Like I thrive on -on one-on-one. Yeah, that's totally okay. You know, I don't thrive the most in like huge groups and that's okay. But like, I can count my closest friends on like one hand, maybe two hands. Whereas she just has this abundance of friends while me I thrive being alone. Obviously not all the time, but like most of the time I thrive being alone. And like now, now that you've like, like practice it, you have to literally practice being alone. Mm -hmm. But it's so funny because I put so much effort and time into learning how to be alone that my friendships plummeted, Mm -hmm. which really sucked because I was working so much on myself that I wasn't pouring into friendships and friendships mean so much to me, but I couldn't do it all at the same time. And it sucked having to like explain that because you can't really explain it like, oh, I'm just like, you know, the cliche, I'm working on myself. But, you know, I was kind of like leaving some people in the dust there. I wasn't I wasn't pouring into these friends because I was just pouring so much into myself. So it was weird. It was like you went from one side yeah, to the other to the other. You went all and that's super normal. Like, I just want to say that's like super fucking normal. Mm-hmm. Like when you do something and then you're trying to move past it, the first thing you do is go to the exact opposite extreme and then you kind of come to the center. Do you feel like you're kind of finding a little bit of center now? I am. I'm like Yay. re kindling old friendships i'm definitely like pouring more into friendships that i definitely let slide off the tracks a little bit and it really feels good because before i definitely got into this mindset because i was so heck yeah i can be alone i can do this thing i don't really need to like hang out with other people because i got so sucked into it like you said on the opposite end of the balance beam and now i've taken steps towards the middle where I have a good amount of social interaction. I definitely have more alone time than I spend with other people, which is what I personally prefer. Mm -hmm. Some people might like to be around more people more than they like to be alone and that's okay. But I just, I don't know. I think there's so much power to knowing how to just exist by yourself because at the end of the day, all you have is you throughout your whole life from beginning to end. Yes, you have whatever you believe in, Jesus, God, you know, the universe, you'll always have that, but really only have yourself at the end of the day. Even if you have the closest friends, you have the best partner, at the end of the day, it's you and your thoughts, baby, and you have to learn how to face them because that's all you have. Yeah, no, totally. I love that you said that. It seems like you're almost like an expert at kind of like being alone now, you know, like you have the insight. So I think my next question for you, and I just kind of whatever flows through you right now, if someone 
someone's out there and like they're on the opposite end of the spectrum and they're like, I have no fucking idea how to be alone, like, and how to enjoy your own company. Like, what would you say to them? Like, how can they start? Like, I mean, we talked about like hanging out with yourself and stuff. Like, is anything else coming to mind? Like, yeah, how, how can we learn to be alone? Like, it's so fucking hard. And as it, like we talked about before, at first, it feels like there's a million intrusive thoughts coming in. And that's why we choose distractions over ourselves constantly, you know? But how do you, how do I do it? Like, how do I, like, I definitely have gotten better at it too. So I'm going to think about what I would say also, but yeah, if someone's out there, like, I have no fucking idea how to be alone. I'm always with other people. Like what, what, what would you say to them? That's so- Ask Ava, <laughs> ask Ava advice. That's so normal because, you know, in certain phases of life, it's like, if I was in college and I lived in a dorm, it's like, how often can you really be alone? So, you know, everyone's situation is so different. I think the first thing is to think about why you want to learn how to be alone. Like, is it maybe for me, a big part of it was like, I realized that I was becoming really dependent on my relationship for everything. Yeah. The codependency is real, dude. Yes. It's, it's really scary. I mean, I'm the biggest advocate for if you're in a relationship, you need to have your own stuff going on. You need to have like separate lives. I don't want to say you can't do everything together because obviously everyone's relationship is different, but having your own space and like your own life is really, really important. And that's why I live alone. I don't live with my boyfriend because I want to create that space in our relationship. But I think for people who are looking to become more independent and learn how to just exist solely with yourself. Honestly, my favorite thing is like going for drives by myself because it's something you do probably a lot that you don't even realize is you spending time with yourself. Except this time, maybe don't put on a podcast. Don't put on music because that's distractions. While they're great things to do, it's like, obviously I freaking love blasting music and stuff. But if you're in a college situation where you live with someone and you can't always be alone, take a drive. I don't know. Go somewhere and like, yeah. Yeah, I love that. Also, what came up for me when you're talking about the codependency is like maybe communicate to the people around you, like maybe your best friend who you spent all your time with and you feel like you can't get alone time because you're always codependent with them or you're codependent with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your partner in general, like maybe communicate to them like, hey, this is kind of what my intention is for like the next couple weeks. And like, I really want to try this out. Like, I don't want it to feel like I'm neglecting you. So please communicate to me like if it feels that way. But I really do want to create some more independence in my life and like kind of telling someone that and saying it out loud can like create that um, like accountability in yourself almost. So like say it to someone, like someone that you're close to or like your parent or your mom or whatever you want to say, like say it out loud, like say it out loud or even like writing it down. Like my intention for the next couple of weeks is to spend one day alone this week, like for the next three weeks. You know what I mean? Like I think that can just be really powerful. And like you said, like you might go on a drive all the time, but what if you go on a drive and your intention is to spend time with yourself? Mm -hmm. Like it's all about the intention. And I think we forget that you can be doing the exact same thing, but if the intention is different behind it, it's a completely different experience. So just going to the beach by yourself and then going to the beach by yourself because you're like, I want to spend quality time with myself, like, and really get that. Give yourself what you want your partner to give you. And a lot of times for a lot of people, that's quality time. So I think we neglect it for sure. I definitely neglected it for a long time. I never gave myself quality time. Dude, it's so empowering to like take yourself out on like a little date. Yes. And it's, you just come out feeling, I feel like this, not in a toxic way, but I feel like this superiority complex where it's like, frick, yeah, I can be by myself and like, love it. 
Yeah. And sometimes it feels so silly, but I don't know. Also, I just wanted to say the communication part is really important if you constantly spend time with people because that's something I neglected and people thought that I like cut them off. So they took don't it do personally. That. And yeah. like obviously, like that's their journey to realize why they took it personally. Like it's not a hundred percent on you, but it is important to communicate with your close people. Like, hey, this is kind of the journey that I'm going through. I'm going through this mental health kind of healing journey and I really need to get to know myself. So I hope you don't take it personally because I do love you and I want to spend quality time with you, but I need to pour into myself. So the communication is key. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts? Like, what are your, like, anything that's coming in? We've kind of discussed, like, everything I wanted to set. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally, my question was, like, how do we set boundaries with other people and ourselves? Like, the thing is, the hardest part about making time for yourself, for me personally, was keeping my word to myself and being like, oh, well, tonight my boyfriend's not going to sleep over. And, like, and then the time comes, it's, like, three o'clock and you're like, but but I really want you to sleep over. And it's like, no, this was the night I said I was going to have self-care time. Like, that's what I was going to do tonight. And I have trouble like keeping my word to myself. Have you had that problem? And like, how do you, how do, how do we move past it? I don't know. That's, I'm really struggling with that right now, personally. It is hard because obviously whether it's your best friend or your partner, you want to spend time with them. And for me, I just moved out three months ago and I moved out alone. Uh, I could have moved in with my boyfriend, but I was like, no, I need this. So that has been a boundary that I need to set because he could stay here all the time. He could sleep over as much as he wants, but I'm like, no, I moved alone for a reason. I want to experience this. I want to have my own journey with this. And it's going to be different if I live with a whole man. Like, oh my God. Mm -mm." Yeah. That's so different. (laughs) Like, and I was wondering that I was like, does he come over like every single night? Like I would, I would find it so hard if I had this beautiful place. And I was like, well, we can just be here and we can hang and sit on the deck and drink tea in the morning but it's like that's great but like do that with yourself yeah like I said I mean communication I literally had to tell him like okay we've got to come up with a plan here because I don't want it to become the situation where it's like you kind of live with me but like you don't and so we we have a good system I mean he'll sleep over like on the weekends but if it doesn't happen it doesn't I've never like had him sleep over for like a week at a time because I'm just like no I'm so sorry like I need my space to create I need my space to have friends sleepover yeah relax too and I don't know I really it's hard when you're in a super committed relationship and you love hanging out with a person and they're also your best friend because it's really easy to neglect your female friendships and other friendships that you want to develop so that was something I've really started to pour into more is like having sleepovers with my friends like having my girlfriends over because it's different you know and it's important too like you can't neglect the people who are going to be there for you no matter what your relationship's going through you know exactly yeah I know you need different people for different purposes in your life like your one partner can't fulfill every single need for you and that's where a lot of fights and disappointments and expectation letdowns happen in relationship is when somebody wants a person to be there everything I've definitely encountered that where I'm like oh yeah you're not blah 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 and then I'm like oh shit where are my friends like I literally even if I don't have friends in real life like having a friend that you can just like call on the phone and you can be like hey first of all ask for space do you have space to like let hear me out and let me vent right now and just knowing that like you'll hold the same amount of space for them like your partner can't be you're everything. Yeah. Totally. I mean, it all comes back to like, you have to be your own person at the end of the day. Like, I know the common term is, oh, my other half, like, babe, you're not a half, you're a whole. Yes. You know? Like, yes, you are a whole. And that's what's so special about being alone. I think like the final question that I want to ask you, and it's just to kind of summarize up what we're talking about. First of all, thank you. Like for all your insight, like you 
I feel like you have so much insight on the power of being alone. Like, and when you started talking about it the other day and how empowered you felt, I was like, wow, like this is exactly what we need to talk about because people struggle with feeling alone. Obviously in COVID, like a lot of people learn to be alone and that's why a lot of people woke up. Right. But yeah. that was also like in a negative space because people didn't like, people were forced into being alone. It's definitely different when you like choose it. Yeah. So it's, you got to create that positive experience for yourself if you had a bad one. Totally. Wait, that makes so much sense. So like if you're listening now and you're like, oh, well, I didn't have a good experience being alone in COVID. Well, maybe it's because you couldn't like go out to a cafe by yourself or you couldn't like go on a walk by yourself or things like that. Like you weren't allowed to go outside by yourself. So definitely like going out and doing things with other people like you would do with yourself, I found is really helpful. Like thinking like, well, what would I do if I was with a friend today? Like what Mm -hmm. would be a fun thing to do? Like and being like, oh, well, I'll do that by myself, you know? So the last final question that I want to ask you, Ava, today is this experience of being alone. And like, I just feel like in the best way possible, you're kind of like an aloneness expert. Like you definitely spend a lot of time by yourself and you've learned to love it. And yeah, I really like see how much it like lights you up and fills you up and fills your cup up. And you're all into like all the journaling and all the things like and showing other people that my question is like, how has that changed your life? I feel powerful. I feel like no matter who comes in my life, no matter who leaves my life, even if, you know, it would suck. It's like, I know I have me. And since I've kind of, it sounds so stupid. Like I've become my own best friend. It's not a cocky thing to be like, I fucking love myself. No, it's not at all. Like, that's my bitch. (laughs) Yes, you are. Yes, that's my bitch. Yeah. Like I just, I feel like I can do anything. I mean, now that I live alone, it's like, I can take care of myself. I can provide for myself. I'm powerful. And yes, that's you like are. The, the biggest thing that's come out of it for me, it's changed a lot of areas in my life. I feel like my relationships have strengthened my friendships. Like, I feel like I can be a better friend to others now. And I Which feel is like, such like an opposition thing because you're like, oh, well, like I'm not pouring into those relationships I'm pouring into myself, but it's like, no, you needed to do that. You needed to pour into yourself so that you could learn how to show up for people. Cause like, I mean, it is a cliche and like everything, but like, it's so hard to truly show up for other people. If you don't know how to show up for yourself, like you're just going to end up like honestly resenting other people. If you're not pouring into yourself, cause you're going to feel like you're constantly pouring from an empty cup, which I've definitely done when I haven't created that alone time, you know? I love that you feel empowered. I do. And I know it's so scary for people listening who don't know where to start. I know it's so scary, but the end result is worth it. It's a crazy journey to go on and it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be pretty, but it's going to be worth it and you will thank yourself. Yes. I love that so much. I relate to that on so many fucking levels. I relate to that diving into myself and the intrusive thoughts and like all my anxiety and just being like, who even am I? And then being like, oh wait, the only way to get to know myself is to create that time and to create that space and to make time for myself. Cause it doesn't just happen. Like it doesn't just happen. You don't casually just like have time. Like, cause if you're with yourself and you have time, you might be like, Oh, well I'm going to work on my business. I'm going to do that. But it's like creating intentional time for only yourself is going to change your fucking life. Like, and it changed mine and changed Ava's. And I think that's just like a true testament to how powerful it is. And it's so different, like doing, I mean, obviously it's good to like hang out with yourself in your house, but like to actually go Mm -hmm. out by yourself and like hang out with yourself. Like it's so important to be your own best friend. And yeah, it's a cliche, but it's a cliche. Like you said earlier, like, cause it's fucking true. Like it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. You'll discover a lot of things about yourself. You've like probably never known when you spend time with yourself. And that's a really fun thing. Yeah. I think for me, like the word that comes up is like discomfort. Like it feels super uncomfortable. And the only way to 
get through discomfort is to literally move through it and practice it until it becomes familiar enough that it becomes comfortable, you know? So that's, that's the key there is just practice. It seems like you practice and that's like what got you there. How long did it take you? I mean, I'll still feel uncomfortable sometimes going out alone. I'm like, you know, you see like groups of friends together and you're like, oh shit, like I'm by myself. Like this is so embarrassing. (laughs) But it's funny because when I take myself out of that situation and I'm with other people and I see people alone, I'm like, yeah, girl, you do that. It's, you know, the most important thing to remember is that you think everyone's looking at you. You think people are going to be like, oh, she's a loser. She's lonely. Dude, just because you're alone doesn't mean you're lonely. Yeah. No, like no one's perceiving you how you think you're being perceived. Yeah. So and just it, do it. Totally. And if anyone is like actually judging you, it's only because they like probably are jealous that they can't do yeah. that with themselves. Like that's the only reason why anyone would judge you because I do the same thing. I see someone out eating dinner by themselves and I'm like, power queen. Yes. Go off. Like, so have, have you, have you gone out to eat by yourself yet? So like a full on dinner. Okay. Not dinner, but I've done like a lunch by myself in like an outdoor restaurant for some reason, having lunch by myself in an outdoor restaurant, (laughs) I like I've mastered, but the idea of like going into like a restaurant restaurant with like a roof is going inside. Yeah. So that's like my next step. And then the next step is dinner. I I love that. I love that. No. Yeah. Dinner is like a whole nother level (laughs) because people are like, oh damn, this bitch got stood up. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. They like bring you out two glasses of water and you're like, just me, (laughs) just me. But I think that's so cool. And it's like important to like, I always say this, like literally embarrass yourself. Always. The more that you feel like embarrassed, quote unquote, like you feel like awkward or embarrassed, like the better you get at not giving a fuck and just like being like, whatever. (laughs) Also, I recently learned this and it's like, embarrassment doesn't even exist. Like if you just choose not to be embarrassed, it's like nothing's embarrassing. No, nothing is embarrassing. I embarrass myself all the time. Embarrassing yourself like doesn't even exist. I mean, obviously you feel embarrassment, like your feelings are valid. I'm not saying that at all. Yeah. But the more you practice embarrassing yourself on the daily, the less it feels like embarrassment. You're just like, it's just another day. Yeah. It's just another day in my life because people feel embarrassed all the time. And it's just like, no one is judging you. Everyone's in their own world thinking about their own fucking shit and in their own storyline. Like they're not even paying attention to you or judging you because they're just way too busy judging themselves. Like yep. it's so sad. Like everyone's just walking around judging themselves. And if you can just honestly be that light to be like, well, I'm going to embarrass myself. Like I literally will, if I'm with new people, like I'll say like embarrassing things or do something really embarrassing, like, and be super silly. And they immediately feel like more comfortable with yes. me. They're immediately like, Oh, I can fuck up Relax. too. Uh, I can yes. Be free. Yeah. yes. I love it. It's so important. Yeah. I think it's all about practice. That's what I'm hearing. Yep. Practice, practice, practice. I mean, it's uncomfortable, but it gets easier and that's something to look forward to. Oh, I love that. So what can they do this week? What is like an actual challenge that they can do? We have the challenge. What, what, what can people do to start this journey of enjoying and diving in, stripping down and diving into their aloneness, you know? Ooh, I think you can go on a walk by yourself, but don't bring your phone and don't bring headphones. Like, damn. Which is really hard. And like when I walk my dog, I used to always listen to music and podcasts, but I feel like that's something really actionable that anyone can do no matter where you live. Like yeah, I love go that. on a walk by yourself. 
minus the music and pod. That's you know? perfect. Let's have that be like a level one for like yeah. beginners. Level two, let's have it be like a self date, like go on a little self date, treat yourself. And then level three, if anyone's feeling fucking confident and literally take a picture and send it to us, please. go to dinner by yourself. <laughs> fucking show us up. No, <laughs> like, please. I'm like, do it. Yes, do it. That's like level fucking three. Like it'll get a shout out. We'll be so <laughs> stoked. Send us a pic, tag us. Like if you are the person to do that, like, power baby power to you that'll inspire me so much and i think like i might be that person like i think that week like we should just charge and like we should hold each other accountable when the podcast comes out it can be a lunch outside if you want but if we're really feeling frisky to go i mean maybe not dinner by yourself inside but lunch by yourself Mm -hmm. inside like yeah i mean i definitely do it now occasionally but not with your phone that's a key that i gotta do it without my phone yeah so no phone i mean unless to take a singular picture and then turn your phone off wait i'm so excited we got this everyone yes i believe i believe believe. okay cool um yeah i'm just gonna let you like have the floor for like a little final thought final summary okay everyone final closing statement here please take this with you know that you are all that you need and you are worth getting to know because you are so special even if you don't realize it yet warmer sunnier days are calling so fuel up with them with factors no prep no mess meals If you are like me, sometimes you can forget to feed yourself when you're super busy, and that's why I love Factor. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian-approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious and great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore, and you can have as little or as much as you want every single week. And if this interests you at all, I'm going to give you guys 50% off only for skinny dipping listeners. So head to factormeals.com slash skinny 50 and use code skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. Win-win. That's code skinny 50 at factormeals.com slash skinny 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Go check it out. It'll make your life so effortless and nutritious. As the weather is getting warmer, it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I've wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul and I don't want to spend a fortune. I'm constantly wearing the 100% washable silk slip dress and people ask me all the time where I got it from. I've also now got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking on trend year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Kintz cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Kintz only works with factories that use safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, which you know is so important to me when it comes to clothing brands. Get warm weather ready with Kintz. Go to kintz.com slash skinny dipping for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash skinny dipping to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Kintz.com slash skinny dipping.